right, guys. Hey, welcome uh, to the episode of the Office Industrial Connection. Uh, I'm your host today, Cody Payne, and uh, I made sure that uh, I did this one uh, because we have uh, a really good guest that uh, I like a lot. I'm actually a personal fan of hers, and so you know, me and the guys we rotate. But I said Candy Evans is mine, and uh, so that's why I'm here, and I've got her on. And uh, if you don't know her, she's uh, you know been in the uh, news and media industry for for a long time. Runs a great uh, website, CandyThird.com, and uh, she's always always been around to to break the latest news. I don't know how she does it. I don't know where she has all these little little bugs and and people running around the Metroplex that have insights before everybody else. But uh, that's why I wanted to have her on. Candy, how you doing? Hey, I'm terrific, and I'm really not in the Bay Area, but it just kind of makes me think that I might want to be there. So there you go. I'm, yeah. I'm right here in Dallas, but I wish we had. Well, we do have bridges in Dallas, but that's a gorgeous one. I'm cl- I'm so glad to be here. And how are you all taking surviving? You doing okay? Yeah, no, we're doing good. You know, most of the most of the uh, staff is working from home. Me and a select few guys mm-hmm. uh, are still here, um, and we're obviously very very cautious. We only go here and go home, and and nowhere else. And, uh, you know, I hose the guys off out front before they come inside. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, we, we, we do well, but, uh, Hey, I got to ask you, so, you know, give us a, a rundown on Candy's dirt and kind of what you've been doing and what you've been seeing out there real quick. Well, I will tell you that, um, our traffic is up so exponential. I actually, when I first started checking our traffic after all this started, I was like, wait, something is wrong. Something is wrong because quadrupling of online traffic. Well, then I found out that the same thing was happening at the Wall Street Journal at Mansion and the folks at Zillow, same thing. You know, people are just searching and searching and searching for homes. And I'm going to tell you, the most exciting news came in today and I haven't even written this yet. You guys are getting it first, but I had reached out to Zillow uh, yesterday and said, Hey, I'm going to be on a show tomorrow. So give us some of the the traffic stats, you know, the searches. And here's the deal. So Zillow's traffic is up. Uh, real estate traffic searching in LA is up 32%. Um, it's also up in Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, Phoenix, Las Vegas, um, up by about 20%. Now, what that means, we think, is that people in some of these hotspots like LA and New York, New York is still kind of bad. They're, they're, they're searching, but they're actually, their search is down right now. But yeah. we think what's going to happen is these guys are looking for real estate. They're either looking to get out or they're looking to get in because guess what's going to happen is everyone moves out. The prices are going to come down. So that's kind of the hot thing there. Um, the low for all traffic search was March 24th. That was the low. That was the day across America when people said, we're not going to look for homes. We're freaking out. Um, but it's been going up. It's been going up uh, since then. And um, I don't, I think we're going to have a slowdown, but the latest that I've heard is that it's going to be sort of a check mark curve. It's not going to be a super V vertical like this. It's going to be more, yeah. we're going to slow, but the real estate, yeah, something like that, like that. But the real estate market is definitely holding its own because of course, don't forget, we didn't go, this was not a real estate driven crisis. This was all an art. It's like an artificial crisis, like a, you know, a war almost, you know, we were attacked by this virus. So people had to react. And we think at Candy Stewart that the home is going to be more important than ever. Spoke to a lady yesterday who reached out to me. You know what she specializes in? Creating home gyms. Like an in-house gym? Yes. 
And her concept, and she's been doing this in some other parts of the country, her concept is she comes in, she outfits it all so that you and the family can actually have like a trainer come to your house and have the whole family come over and train at a certain time in your room. We're going to see a, a big increase in home gyms because I think that the, uh, that, you know, people are going to kind of pull back from the public gyms a little bit. You know, gold, I think gold gym shut down in Dallas. Well, and a lot of those big gyms, they, you know, for people like me, they just, they don't have enough weight. So, you know, I need to, I need to bring it at home myself. Hey, listen, we're going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the old, uh, the old bow flex. So how is it in the Dallas Fort Worth area? You think on the home side, because you know, the real estate industry as a whole, you know, uh, the, the residential side is, is, you know, very important to it out here and especially the Texas economy. Absolutely. Well, we've kind of got a double whammy here too. We've got oil now with some yeah. issues and, uh, spoke to a guy. In fact, we're going to have a, we're po posting our podcast uh, or our a Zoom interview on Friday, I believe, with uh, Ryan Rogers, who is one of the top agents in Austin. And I said, Ryan, what is going on? You know, what are you seeing down there? Because you've got the, all the Houston guys with their big lake homes and stuff. Let me tell you, you want to get a lake home now? Start shopping because he says a lot of them are going to start coming on the market. A lot of the second homes he's seeing, he, he is going to give us some of the different neighborhoods in Austin that he thinks are going to be really hot. But mostly in kind of west of Austin, they're seeing a lot of those little communities, just people just wanting to go out there and live. People are going to definitely want more of a home with a little bit of a yard. And um, who's the guy at Texas A&M who told me that um, if he had to short something, he would short urban revitalization. He thinks that's kind of dead now. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was going to ask you, you know, the oil affects a lot of us, uh, especially on the commercial side, the office industrial, you know, luckily uh, Dallas Fort Worth isn't reliant on the uh, energy is, you know, say Houston is and West Texas is. I've got several buddies that uh, work in West Texas and in the oil industry. And uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely some struggles out there and, you know, it does uh, affect the office and industrial market up here. But, you know, I am curious though, since your site, hit, you know, has so many hits, I think you're saying you're at 80,000 a day right now. Is that? Oh yeah. Still yeah. It's so, amazing. What stories are when people come to what is the most you know driven read articles that that people are looking into right now when they when they're looking in the Dallas Fort Worth area? Well, I did a little search for the last six years. There we days. go. And the and Christy, yeah, this is the great thing about you know what I'm doing and, and what we have is I can go and dig in there and I can pull out what the most search story is and yeah. the top story was uh, the one that I very cleverly titled Abbott getting ready to reopen the state. I mean, so people definitely are panting to get out of their homes. You know, they oh, want, yeah. They yeah, I mean, we don't, I mean, I don't like it either. I decided this morning that it's like, I mean, this is not good psychologically because we want to interact with people and thank God we can, you know, get together with folks like you on, on things like this and talk on the phone. But that was the biggest, the biggest story. Then the second biggest story that's interesting uh, was Vaquero Club. I don't know if you remember, but we, there was a big story I broke uh, that Vaquero Club had some issues with their management and they got together and they fired the board and they took over the club. And, you know, there's nothing like a, a pandemic or a war or something to wipe bad news off because what happened was that story sort of dropped after COVID took over. Yeah. And, a lot um, of but we're going to have to, yeah, we have to revisit that because, um, uh, 
that's a significant story. I mean, when you have property, you know, properties that are two, three million, you've got this, this multi-million dollar club. And all of a sudden you find out that they come to you and say, Hey, there's no money to pay the bills. Cause I've been borrowing Peter, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul for the last three years. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's trouble. Uh, there's a lot of stories that we were working out that have been kind of swept under the rug that we're going to go lift the rug and kind of revisit them. Um, Yes, we'd love to do that. Um, the other story that was really, really, the, the third story down was the McKinney mayor's uh, daughter getting COVID. Because as you remember, there was a realtor who sued the mayor of McKinney because he was trying to, early on, you know. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, that was huge. That was another one. One story that I don't understand why it keeps coming up and gets so much search, but several years ago, it was in the 80s. I mean, it was like when I first moved to Dallas. There was a murder in Wiley. Candy Montgomery murdered her neighbor. Okay. Um, she, she was having an affair with the neighbor's husband. And it, they all went to the same church. And this story, believe it or not, still gets comments. Comments. I don't know why. Just because it was a, a tight-knit community, maybe? Well, there's people from around the country that still read this story. I think that that was such a it just touched so much of a nerve with people that, that yeah. it's becoming like a, a cult following. And so people come over and we have, a, we have, that, we have the house was on the market several years ago. So we posted it and it, that story just blew up. And now the other ones that really blow up are our beautiful Monday morning millionaires. Those are still our most highly read category yeah. of home because everyone wants to look at this beautiful million dollar home. Now something that we've been talking about a lot at Candy Sturt is, our tone now and I really would love input from other people on the kind of tone we should strike now you know because we go well gosh you know should we not be writing about these elaborate homes with you know water parks and putting greens and things like that and then we go well well, maybe people want to see those and so uh not too long ago someone posted on on our site thank you so much for giving us this because it gives us something to get our mind off of all this you know, stress that we have with the COVID. And that was, our, my, that was my post. Yeah. That was yeah exactly. I, I, I posted that. No, oh, you did? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, no, thank I didn't. you. I didn't, I didn't. I will. So, I mean, really, we, we are continuing with our, our, our beautiful Monday morning millionaires in our elaborate homes. And one thing that I think we're, we're, I told the girls yesterday, I said, you know, I think we ought to do this every week is the best backyard in Dallas. Because really, don't you wish you had a home? Aren't you glad you have a home with a backyard now? Yeah, I will not win that award. I can assure you of that. We've got four dogs. Oh. That backyard is is like a Black Friday at TJ Maxx. It's bad. <laughs> it's real bad. We ain't, winning, we, ain't, we ain't winning anything out there. Hey, you've got great fertilizer, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of come get it. Come get it by the truckload. Hey, you know, one thing I do want to ask you, so... Um, on the commercial side, and I know y'all are, y'all are, y'all are big on the residential over there, but, uh, I know that y'all are very much entrenched on the commercial side and, you know, the way that commercial is, uh, you know, published these days, especially out here in the DFW area, there's really not a tremendous amount of sources. There's really just a select few, but I mean, what do you see, uh, being affected since you've got so many sources out there? What, what do you see being affected on the commercial side, um, right now and moving forward? On the commercial side, um, well, 
I think that residents are still going to want to know they're going to want to have the beautiful strip shopping centers near them. And, you know, yeah. because of the convenience with the grocery stores and the shop. And I'm really concerned that a lot of the small charming stores that like the ones that we haven't set foot in, in the last two months um, yeah. might go by the wayside. The small, and those are the ones that kind of make a certain area. And I, I do think there's some concern. I just see people complaining on, on next door and all these other things. Like the only place I'm shopping for anything now is Costco or Walmart, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I mean, what, what about, what of a world, what would our world be like if that's the only place we could shop? It's kind of going back to the general store. It's like, we're going to have it like Costco and, 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 and Sam's are going to, and, and Walmart are our general stores. And that's all folks had you know, before. Um, I know they're opening up, the, the Abbott said he's going to open the shopping centers, but I just think people are going to be hesitant to go back into yeah. these large areas where there's a lot of folks, you know, walking around. And, and I believe that. I believe that. Do you know, so we've got a, a retail division here, and I was actually talking to one of my retail guys um, earlier this week, and <clears throat> over the past few years since the internet boom, uh, and online shopping has just increased exponentially. Um, he says a lot of investors that um, have been looking to buy retail centers have wanted service oriented retail centers. So where mm -hmm. it's got like a nail salon, a, you know, a haircutting place, uh, you know, a lot of these are putting little dental offices in there. He says a lot of people have been looking for those. And he says a lot of those are being hit the worst right now because they've had to shut down and they have no internet capabilities. No, you know, can't, you can't do my nails on, on the internet. They look, no, they look awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my hair, you know, we got guys, yeah, I mean, we haven't had haircut in a while either, but you know, um, and so, but those are the ones that are getting affected the most right now. Now I think they will recover obviously because people are going to, you know, eventually get back out there, but uh, those are struggling a lot right now. And so, you know, I, I saw an article on your site about the uh, SBA uh, loan program. Yes and um, small businesses taking advantage of those. And so what have you kind of seen on that end? And I'll kind of give you our take real quick because we actually just closed out a office tower in North Dallas and it had about 70 tenants in it. And, uh, you know, it was under contract during the whole, you know, coronavirus. And we actually just closed it out about a week ago. And some of those tenants, um, you know, had approached the landlord about, Hey, you know, our business are being affected by coronavirus and whatnot. And so, we got with them, helped direct them to an SBA lender, and um, that helped out a lot of those guys quite a bit. And so, um, you know, that's one thing that we're telling landlords right now uh, is, and what we have been is, you know, there's other relief, ex you know, besides, you know, just slashing somebody's, you know, office or industrial rent. Um, you know, there's also assistance at disasterassistance.gov. And so, uh, but what have you seen on that? Because I read that article, it's a very good one. And, and I know that a lot of business are struggling and uh, that's something very important to a lot of people. Well, definitely. That was one of our high spread. I think it posted yesterday and that got the tip top reading of the day. Um, there's been a lot of controversy about that. And um, I know that there's been a lot of negative articles about the companies that have gotten it and saying, well, you know, how come yeah. you got it in the small business? The problem we have to remember is it's not who got it. It's one enough money. And yeah. I just think that the government had no idea this hit them like, you know, like a, Oh, a like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what, what, but no what they, they closed down the businesses, but they didn't think through what's going to happen because our economy is the domino effect. 
I lose my job. I can't pay my rent. I can't pay my rent. You can't pay your rent. You can't make your, 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 bank payments on your note for your, you know, no one owns everything anymore. The banks are part of this whole process. So it was this yes. whole domino effect. And, um, and that happened. And so everyone went in there and though it was first come first serve and it wasn't really well organized because the big banks who got it were like, well, if you're not our client, we can't work with you because yep. they said, well, you know, because we have to have your account so we can prove, you know, that you're very picky customer. and choosy. Yes, they were very picky and choosy. So now there's more money coming into, and you know what? I think there's going to be two more infusions of cash into that. There's not, I hope so. Uh, they, they need it. They, 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 oh, they need have it. to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, my feeling on this, and a lot of the experts I've talked to is we didn't do anything. We were sitting here minding, doing what we should do, selling our real estate, writing our stories, and all of a sudden, bam. Stay home. Don't do anything. Don't go to work. Close your office. Well, great. How do you pay the bill? So you give us the money to cover this, and they're going to have to do that. Um, it's going to help uh, the realtors, but it's still a little bit confusing. I saw a story from the National Association of Realtors the other day that there's, you know, there a lot of agents, most agents are independent contractors, which bring yeah. me back to that in a minute. So, you know, it's eat what you kill. And if you aren't able to go out there and hunt anything, you're going to starve, right? So they Absolutely. need something. Yeah, they need something to tide them over. And that's what I think this is going to do. And I think it's going to be a little more, you know, the lobbyists have gotten in there and kind of explained and really pitched the story and said, hey, you guys need to make this a little more accessible for the agent. So now um, what we're seeing in the real estate world is you know, we had all these disruptors, which was really great because it gave us a lot of stuff to write about over the last five years. All the disruptors came up and, okay, we're going to change the whole way we sell real estate. We don't like this model. Yeah, it's a 50, 60-year-old model, but we're going to change it. You know, we're going to come in and we're going to do a flat fee for selling your home. We're going to hire yeah. the agents. Oh, my God, we're going to give agents benefits. They're going to get insurance. They're going to get a, a, you know, a, a retirement plan. How fabulous is that? And, you know, this, this really took off. Open door, 35%. We wrote the story last week fired 35% of their staff and they just had to get oh, down. Wow. This, this was a company based out of L, uh, San Francisco that was just money was just dumped into it by SoftBank. And also, you know, on the other end of the spectrum compass. Now we read yesterday that compass has taken another corporate slash. They're still, they're still recruiting agents, but they're also um, getting rid of corporate overhead because yeah at the end of the day, they're probably going to end up being just like everyone else, a broker with a bunch of agents who they support who are all independent contractors. So that's interesting. Let me ask you this because I, I know in our part, lending is, is very, very key, um, especially right now. Um, how is lending on the residential side? Because I'll tell you on the commercial side, you know, we're not using any big bank. We're not directing people to large banks right now. You know, um, we've got a select few guys that are really good at lending right now. We actually just placed that for somebody that we're uh, working on a project for, and uh, they got a 4% interest rate, which is very, very good. Um, but, you know, lending is, is, is you know, uh, getting a little stricter and tighter. And, um, you Absolutely. know, some of these banks are over, overpiled with those SBA uh, loan applications that came through. And so what are you seeing on the residential side as far as the lending goes? It's a really tough time right now to get financing. You have to have great credit. Now I saw this just this morning that they want like 730 as a credit score. I mean, it's 
your credits could have to, I think eight, is it 800 is the top or 850, something like that. That's the perfect score. I mean, we're talking about not too far below perfect. So yeah. any, anything that anything negative in there um, that you may have had in the past five years is going to show up and might hurt you right now. Um, it's going to be really hard because the servicers are on the hook for the money. So they're being very cautious. And then yeah. of course there's, but realtors have been telling me, you know, we've had people who have come to closing and said, we can't close on this house because we just got laid off or we just got furloughed. And wow. so the, the mortgage companies are going, ah, they got furloughed. They're not going to be able to pay this back. So yeah. they're, you know, people are working, 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 working together. I had a great thought, but I lost it. So keep asking me questions. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. And so on the lending side, we, we see that uh, very, very much. And so, like I said, we've had to get, uh, you know, real nitty gritty with certain uh, lenders and, and finding the right guys. And, and when they're, when they're underwriting these deals, I mean, they're stricter than ever, you know, they need to know, you know, more and more about the tenants and how their businesses are doing. Um, and so, but, you know, uh, overcoming these things is what, you know, me and my guys, uh, you know, uh, do very, very well. I'll tell you the difference, you know, somebody was telling me that, you know, it felt like the 2008, 2009, which, you know, I, I do understand that. But one thing that I will say that is different from them to now is, uh, we couldn't find lending back then. Yeah. The banks were, were locked up and, and cash was king. And, you know, cash is king today, but um, we can still go find somebody alone. And the interest rate is good, you know, is where back then it was very, very much different. And so, um, but, you know, how, how do you see, since you're so entrenched in the overall real estate industry, how are you seeing agents, um, you know, commercial to residential? How are a lot of these guys handling this? Because, I've felt for, you know, a long time that, you know, it, the brokerage industry, there, there's more agents than, than ever. And, uh, and it's because it's been such a great competitive, strong economy up here that it's allowed that. And so how do you see a lot of these agents handling this um, as we move forward? Well, number one, I think the agent is going to be more important than ever. And that's, I'm so yes. glad you asked because that was my thought. I mean, let me say, clarify that the good agent is going to be more important than ever. The good agents right now, that's, you got it, are working their fannies off right now. And they are putting deals together. And like one told me the other day, the home she went to closing, they couldn't, they couldn't close because someone had lost their job. They were furloughed. She got on the phone and called investors and she was able to pull that sale off for her client because she got on the phone and worked her, her, investors and someone bought it as an investor and then they're going to turn around and sell it to this couple when they get things back together with their yeah. job that is like like that's like being on the phone for 60 hours straight you know just to get oh, yeah. something sold you know how it is the uh agents who got into real estate because they thought it was easy money glamorous get a nice car go have lunch all the time then go spend the rest of the night having drinks they're going to go bye-bye real quick. Yeah. And it is, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say this is going to clean out the masses of, of anyone who really wasn't a good agent. I also think we're going to see a very big uh, need for good agents to come back. And you're not going to hear about too much about, oh, we don't need agents to sell homes anymore. Uh-uh. They're, they're not going to sell themselves. On the other hand, I am so impressed at how the industry very quickly adapted to the virtual showings. 
I've spoken to five agents who've sold homes that people have not seen. They just, they saw the home, they saw the visual tour and, you know, Matterport. I mean, God, I wish I would have bought stock in these companies because now they're all so important and um, you have to, you have to have the technology. And that's the other thing. If you don't have that and you don't know how to use some, you know, get your website going with floor plans and, and super duper um, visuals, you're not going to make it. So the agents are doing, they're sending off the videos, they're sending off the Matterport, they're sending off the blueprints to the house. They go in and they do a FaceTime live with their phone and they'll like actually show you, here's the sink, here's the bathroom, here's the kitchen, yeah, here's this, here are the baseboards, you know, here's the thread, you know. I mean, they, they're doing that and, and closing on the homes. So Interesting, well, good. Really good. So, because, you know, if you're moving uh, from you know, one part of the country to another, you, you don't, you can't just stay in your home. The whole, the, the whole, you know, process has started and you need to be a part of it. You can maybe slow it down a day or two, but you can't, you know, put it off indefinitely. Yeah. Well, you know, in uh, the commercial side, um, we are starting to get technology like that where um, I actually used a VR headset and yeah. walked through a office space virtually that you know there was a, a building in Las Colinas that was all shell so they tore out all the offices and they gave you this headset that you could put on and you could almost go through there you know like there were offices there and so it was very unique but uh, I know residential has always been a little more ahead of the curve as far as technology goes than commercial um, but uh, I, I did see that and that is um, that is very very unique how do you think the um, because residential is so just technology infused and, and so many agents and, and so many things consistently changing and, and with the boom that we've had over the past five years, how do you think the residential industry will change moving forward after this? Well, I think there will be fewer agents. Okay. I think there will be more experienced agents, harder working agents. I definitely think there's going to be more technology. I think the open house is probably going to, going to be gone and that's good and bad. I think it's good for the homeowner. I, I just think most homeowners are not going to want to leave their home open on a weekend with an agent. And they're, you know, people always worried about security and about people coming in and getting into their drugs or getting into their jewelry and you yeah. know, able to hide that and get rid of that. Well, who wants all those germs coming in? You know, because on an open house on a Saturday yeah. or a Sunday, anyone can walk in, you know, and, and, you know, someone could come in breathing, whatever, you know, shedding viruses. People oh, are yeah. not going to want that. So I think the open house, now the bad part of that for the agents, a lot of agents got leads from that. They yeah, a lot of new agents I know use that to yes. come up in the industry. That's why they love to do that open house because you've got people coming in, you're getting their cards, they're looking for a home, you're farming, farming, farming. That's over. They're going to have to find new ways of farming, and they will. Believe me, they will. And they're definitely, again, using you know video and online for that. Um, I had an agent who is 70, and he's, he called me last week. I've got this hip pocket. I've got 30 days to show it. There's nothing out there, no magazines. You know, No one's reading magazines anymore, by the way, magazines and print, because no one wants to touch it. You know, They're just like, oh, where's it been? You know, it's like your mail. You got to spray it down with Lysol before you come in, which may or may not be realistic, but it's the perception, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. So they're not doing that. So everyone's online. Of course, we're the only online game in town now, you know, because we've, we've been 10 years building this site. So I'm going to toot my own horn here. There you but go. So he, 
I know. So he called me and he said, I got to do something. I got to do something. So he's got this great home. He had a video and it was shot by the homeowner because the homeowner was really good with tech and, and they used their iPad and they did a pretty decent video, put music to it and everything. So he saw the house once. I interviewed him. He told me about it. I looked at the video. We popped it up this weekend and he was just like amazed. He just said, he kept, you could tell he was old school because he would take pictures of things and then email them to me <laughs> instead of like sending me the link, you know, but yeah. he was just amazed. He said, well, can I share this? And I said, well, uh, of course you can share. That's what you're supposed to do. You put it out there, have your home, your seller put it out there. And he was just, he just, I'm never doing print again. He said, what, where have you been all my life? I said, well, I've been right here, you know, but you had, yeah. to make that, you had to make that change. So that's where I think you're going to see this huge transition is to the online, no more open houses. I don't even think there's going to be those lunch tours unless it's a brand new model home. I think those are out too. Well, that's, that's too bad. You know, I, I do like the open houses when they're down the street from my place so I can see what, you know, old Jimmy or, or, you know, John, you know, did to the inside of their house. And, uh, but, uh, but no, um, you have a drink while you're there. It's a fun oh, little cocktail yeah. party. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll change. You know, on the commercial side, you know, I see very similar items, you know, uh, a lot of agents, uh, maybe exiting the industry and, uh, the strong agents that, you know, uh, know the business well. And, and, you know, the, the representation is, is more key than ever right now. And, you know, I know a lot of agents out there that, you know, I, I feel are not, you know, uh, good, solid individuals and, you know, have rode the wave of a hot market. But, you know, when, when times get tough and, and, and that wave isn't, you know, as great as it used to be, the, the good nitty gritty agents that know and understand, you know, how the business works and, and how it should operate and, you know, the buyers and sellers and what makes these buildings tick. Those are the guys that are going to come through on it. And so that's why I'm thankful I've got, you know, uh, this great group of guys here. So, well, in, in closing, you know, give us just a, a good wrap of, you know, um, what people can, you know, see on your site and, and how to get there and, uh, and expect moving forward. Well, candystirt.com. Um, in fact, you don't even have to put the www in anymore. Just go to candystirt.com, and we're all one word squished together. <laughs> I'm going to put it down here for you. I'll put it down. Good. Thank you. I'll put it over uh, and well, here. What you can, well, over there. What you can guarantee you're going to see is every Monday, we have um, we run specials every day of the week. Monday's our Monday Morning Millionaire. Tuesday's our Tuesday 200, which got has gotten so hard to find $200,000 homes now that we actually sometimes slip in a 300 or so. That is sort of our value day. That's our blue light special day. And then Wednesday is WTF Wednesday. And I'm sure you know what that means. It means what the fudge, you know? Yeah. And we have just these, we have these like, oh my God, what were they thinking listings? That, by the way, if you want to ask me which category has gotten me in the most trouble, that's the one. You know, what I go the, what the, where the, where are the freaks? Yeah, I was, I was like, this is the freaky house. And I remember I went to a, a, a cocktail party once and someone came up to me and wanted to throw a drink in my face because we had written, <laughs> he'd written their home up for a WTF. There you go. Well, <laughs> it was not happy. Yeah, exactly. A little Thursday and Friday are three, four and 500 Saturday, 600. Right. We are no longer doing open houses because we don't want to promote open houses because there's, Realtors aren't having open houses, but we're doing now is the virtual tour of the week. We include that. Um, so you're always going to find beautifully curated 
a real estate content on our site. We look at the homes. We don't publish the dogs, excuse me, but we don't, unless it's a deal, unless there's something that we see. We often will see something. One of my right, John Anderson has a great eye for picking out a home that he can say, you know, the bones are great, but this one needs major plastic surgery. But guess what? Get a, get a good price on it and do the plastic surgery, right? So we will do a lot of things like that. So we really curate great real estate content for you because we think home is just the most important thing on earth. We think dirt in Dallas is the most valuable commodity in this town, which I think is proof now because they're yeah. giving oil away, right? They're not giving dirt away. And I think we're going to see that we're going to have a dip in our market. But, you know, I don't, I'm dying to see what April did because I don't think our values are going down. I think they're holding steady. I don't think they're going to go up a lot. I think that, you know, we're going to have fewer, fewer buyers because of this pandemic and because of all the, the you know, 4 million yeah. unemployment claims. I mean, my God, those people yeah. are going to be able to buy homes. I'll tell you what, I think your apartments are going to be hurt by it though. That's my thing going forward. I, um, I do believe that I can tell you, um, this morning I was on the phone with, uh, a guy that owns, uh, some office products, um, across the DFW area and they own a lot of homes or I'm sorry, a lot of multifamily out of state. I think they said like around 15 or almost 1500 units and they're unquestionably, uh, being affected. And, um, so they're trying to figure that out because they got a lot of tenants not paying rent, but they still, owe, they still owe the mortgage payment, you know? And so, right. Um, you know, that's, that's the thing that, uh, the government is going to have to look into, um, is yeah, you know, we've, uh, got some relief for businesses and certain, you know, individuals, but how are we going to help out the real estate investment owners? Because the private capital sector is what we specialize in. So private individuals, you know, like your, like yourself and whatnot, and, um, they make up a lot of the, you know, owned, uh, course real estate investments out here. And so, uh, you know, those guys, uh, struggle as well. A lot of them, you know, rely on the income also. So, uh, it's going to be very interesting moving forward. But yeah, if you don't know, uh, uh, Candy Evans, uh, candysdirt.com, uh, pretty much every, yeah, pretty much every, uh, real estate agent, you know, in the Dallas Fort Worth area and in Texas, uh, knows this site. And it's, uh, probably one of the best places to go to get good DFW news from the all around real estate, not just residential, but also commercial. So Candy, we, uh, really appreciate you coming on today. I, I appreciate coming in. I'm so glad that you got to interview me. So let's do it again. All right. No, we definitely will. And guys, stay tuned because uh, we've got another episode after this uh, with Blake McCool and attorney Chris Sullivan uh, that will definitely help you out on the commercial real estate side uh, for legal issues and, and all sorts of uh, all sorts of problems that you may run into. So, um, and I know on the residential side, I'm sure they run into issues too, don't they, Candy? Needing oh, they a good do. attorney or some of that nature. So, uh, he'll be, he'll be good on that, but thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Have a great day. 